This is Sad Boy Radio. Hey. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. This is Matt, your host. And today I got another special guest, another artist that isn't in the inner circle. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Sauce. Yo, Sauce, Saucerton, Saucy Pippin, whatever. All those doesn't really matter. But yeah, that's that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. Give them a little rundown of you, bro. Um, I've been doing this rapping shit for like five, six years now, maybe. That's, sounds really weird saying out loud. Um, and then did the whole label thing, left the label thing, went back to school, went for sound engineering, dropped out because of the pandemic, and now we just on a grind out here. That's really... Yeah. It's a nice little rundown for it. The, <laughs> the pandemic be fucking shit up, bro, and uh, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because it's provided a lot of people with the opportunity to do self-discovery but at the same time it's also fucked up like a lot of plans people have had definitely i was cooling on honor roll as a while i was proud of shit and that shit just instantly cut out it was it was terrible it was so bad damn sad boys bro honestly the pandemic is a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today you know next steps in life and figuring that out uh, a lot of the times it makes people it makes people feel lost you feel this sense of damn you know what am, am i going to do next or damn like people are people are watching what i'm going to do and definitely yeah and it, at the end of the day like nobody's really watching you other than the people that are close to you right and then even then how um the crazy thing about how wild it's been is like it's almost no one's looking out but not in like a it's making some people feel like there's no one there for them, but everyone has had to get on their grind so crazy because of what happened. It seems like you have to really reach out to get people's attention, which isn't a problem. It's just, you know, everybody's trying to regroup. Yeah, especially now that, like, everything's opening back up, like, everybody wants to be out. Everybody wants life to get back to normal, but it's not that easy, honestly. I just want to stack and stay in the crib. Like, I'm not even, I'm over outside. Like, that shit... <laughs> Nah, I, I'm ready to go back outside, bro. We back outside. Well, I mean, I'll pop out once or twice. I mean, I ain't going to live in the crib. But for the most part, you could catch me there. It really be like that, bro. But talking about next steps in life, right? When you're so young, you got to hold it together for everybody else, right? Definitely. Everybody else in your life, such as like your parents, your brothers, sisters, whatever it may be, right? Your family, you're holding it together, especially when you're all going through something in life. Definitely. And you're kind of like the captain of that ship. You know, you got to be strong for those around you. And a song I think about, it's actually by Shawn Mendes. Hey, the music taste around here goes all over the place. But Fuck it up. it's called Hold On. Uh, and he wrote it about, like, his dad talking to him about, you know, you got you to gotta stay strong, you know, through whatever you're going through. And he says, think too much when I'm alone. I never win when I keep all my thoughts inside. And... It's definitely something to think about. Definitely. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, when did Shawn Mendes get so deep, bro? Psst, never. What the fuck? Maybe I need to tune in. I, maybe I've been sleeping on Shawn Mendes. Hey, bro. But yeah, if you think about it, this overthinking shit, it really does kill. And what like, what do you do at that point, right? Really? like, It's a certain point between overthinking and kind of planning out because it all starts that way. Like, You have to have a plan for everything, but you can get so caught up in making that plan or just trying to figure out how to start that plan. You look up and like months went by and you haven't done anything. So Yeah. So what are your current plans, bro? Uh, my current plans right now, I've been 
on um, hold for this one job. I'm not going to mention any names for it, but it'll be a really good opportunity to, like, really start stacking stuff. I've been kind of finessing and doing side jobs on the side, but the plan is really to get that, start going back to SAE because the buildings are going to open up soon, and between all the stacking and whatnot, within the next six, eight months, pack up and go somewhere, like, Vegas and just kind of setting up shop there and really focusing everything on the music and making money and just kind of making something out of it because I've been really distracted lately. So what's causing that distraction, bro? A lot of a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of stuff. The main thing is really kind of being in love. Like not to it's not really a bad thing. It's more so the way I am. Like as soon as I'm in love and have my girlfriend, like I kind of want to be all around them all the time, just give them all my attention, all the effort, all that stuff, which is which is fine. But when you're broke and you're supposed to be grinding, it could kind of take away from that. It'd be like that, bro. And personally, like I've I've reached the point in my life where you know I've had to tell girls like you know like right now I gotta focus on what I gotta do. Like you know I gotta go and get it. I've mentioned it on the podcast a couple times, but really, you know, especially when you got so much other shit going on in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like I said, you got to hold it together for other people. It's like, you know, as much as I'd like to give my time and energy to you, it's not going to happen right now. And one of the biggest struggles with planning is the balance, kind of making sure that I can give myself that freedom to get everything done while still kind of honoring those responsibilities as a boyfriend because I'm not trying to run or nothing to get shit done but I want to go off and build something so that we can have something to stand on you feel me yeah and you just got to have supreme focus to do that so if I got to dip for a little bit to make some shit happen I'm, I'm gonna do that I know that when we were talking uh through text earlier in the week you had mentioned that you know you want to pack up you want to leave and just find something new you know what what instilled those feelings in you well, really instilled them, like, I had been, it's kind of been a plot of mine, not like a big one, but kind of like a afterthought to maybe do something like that for a while now, even before I met my girlfriend, like, a year ago or so. But my man's, Kevin, one of my best friends since high school, he's probably one of the only people I've known to always make sure I was on my shit and always did the same for him. Like, we used to live together in high school and wake each other up to make sure we got to school, like, through everything, little shit like that. And he hit me and was like, we have to do this because I know you and I know what I've been doing and we've both been wasting time and not getting shit done. We could really do something. We can make our dreams come true, but we have to pack up and go do it because we're so easily distracted by all the stuff we have going on. And if you just kind of remove yourself from the situation, we could probably make something go. Like we could really build something if we just take six months to a year period to just focus on building something. And you definitely got to surround yourself with the right people to do that, right? Definitely. Uh, Especially having your friend, like, that's just such a good support system, having the right support system. Because personally, like, for me, especially, like, with girls, like, just like we were saying, you know, when you have someone that's not, that has no drive, has no motivation or any future plans, just like we're talking about, right? It's like, okay, I got this plan for me. What are you going to do, right? Right. And it drags you down because you're thinking, all right, like, you're keeping me stagnant. There's only one way to go, and it's up. And then you got people dragging you down. An interview I think about is a Snoop Dogg interview that he says that, you know, the top's lonely because you keep going up. And once you're here and everybody's here, you just got to cut the cord. Yes, it's 
it's really no time for like as much as you love people and care about them if it gets to a point where all they're doing is just stopping you and slowing the process then if you if you really want to get it done then you got to make some moves and cutting people off it's not easy bro not at all i don't know man it's just like a thought process but especially when when you're more mature when you're able to understand like all right this isn't for me you know those times where like uh, i'm gonna use a relationship for example sbr always comes back to this because that's all that's all we know around here for real that you know when you have a relationship you know that period of time where like you know you're gonna break up with someone but like you haven't done it yet, but like you, yes. it's already set in your mind. Like, all right, whatever, it is what it is. Like, if the person were to, but that's the other thing. When the other person does it, it's like, damn, all right, I need, I need to go get that back real quick so I can do it. Because fuck that, bro. Like, we we don't get our heart broken around here. What the fuck? Sorry, too late for all that. We can't have it done twice. What the fuck? It's too much. But like thinking about that, right? It's such a tough thing to do, but when you're mentally matured for it, you know, that's the best thing for you. And it definitely takes a lot to get there. Yeah. Like, I, there were plenty of times where I definitely should have. It was at that point, and I totally should have cut it, but I didn't until, like, either they did it or some, like, crazy out-of-the-box shit happened first. And it shouldn't get to either one of those points, at least to the point where it's, like, aggressive and shit. It should be a calm thing if that's where you're going. Hey, it's tough out here, bro. It'd be like that. What what Rihanna say? We found love in a hopeless place. But Ah. hey, see, everybody knows, bro. Everybody's sad boy, sad boy radio, bro. It's official. Rihanna is definitely a sad boy. Fuck all that bad girl stuff. All right, all right, all right. But get getting back to it, right? Next steps in life. It's it's a tough thing to figure out, bro. I had my own self-realization of like, okay, what am I going to do next back in like November, December? It was during like the presidential election because at that time I was thinking, you know, how does someone become fucking president? And I talked about it in the first video, the first ever SBR video where, you know, how does someone become famous? All this shit, right? Because I was genuinely trying to figure out, like, you know, what do I want to do with my life? I'm getting so much closer to graduating, and it's like, all right, well, what the fuck do I do? Right. And for me being in that position, it takes a lot of thought. Like, okay, I got this person around, but fuck them. I'm not going to make a decision for them. The decision's for me. So that's when I was like, okay, now I really got to get started with this podcast, and then I bought the camera. Vic said my camera sucked, and he found the 4K camera. So yeah, that, that that's that's how we're here, SBR and Blue Door Studios. But thinking of that, right? <laughs> at that time, I was just going through where I'm like, man, I, like, what's gonna make me happy? And I sat down with my dad one day, and money was stressing me the fuck out. I don't even know why. Like, I don't got things to worry about. But it's like, damn, I don't got enough money. Man, this this whole money thinking is is really tough out here. Like, especially if you don't got it, it's 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 real hard out here. And I was asking my dad, I'm like, you know, bro, like, when is enough enough? He's like, bro, it's never gonna be enough. Like, you could have a million dollars and you'll still feel like you don't got enough. And I'm like, damn. And that's when I ran into an interview with Justin Bieber's manager. Where Justin Bieber's manager talks about, you know, how back in the day he was selling fake IDs, all this shit. Long story, right? Finesse. And his ultimate goal was money. 
And by 26, 27, he had all the money he wanted. He's telling the story about he met his financial mentor, his financial, like, idol, right? Right. And he asked him, you know, how much is enough money? How much is enough? And I'll be happy for the rest of my life. And he told him a number, and he said, all right, that's a good number. Like, for the rest of my life, I'm going to work towards that goal, right? Mm -hmm. And by 26, 27, he has that money. And his bank account or his accountant calls him one day, hey, you got this much money. And he realized, damn, I'm the richest person in my family. So he calls his dad and his he tells his dad, dad, like, I got this much money. I'm well past the richest person in our family. And he's like, how do you feel? And he goes, I'm fucking depressed. Oh. <laughs> and I just really think about that because I'm like, damn, you know, these people that we look up to that are in the industry already, right? Yeah. They say that money can't buy happiness, but to us, we think, man, but it sure would make life a lot easier, which it does. Yeah. But it's like, man, if someone could have that much money or have that much success and they're still fucking, like, sad, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I think it all comes from making your, like, true goal and pursuit money because when you get it, you're still not fulfilled because it's, it's still more money to go get no matter how much you have. But if you kind of figure out who you are and what you really want in life that can, like, kind of, um, what's the word? Like, subside you to not want it anymore and, like, just have everything you need, then that's kind of more achievable than just after trying to get rich. Because you can, even if you get it, you're not going to stop. And you can spend your whole life having money and getting that money and getting it back but you can look back be old and be ashamed of what you did not because you did anything grimy or anything but like because you wasted your life getting money instead of being happier and making memories or making relationships or you know yeah. so it's all it's fine line with everything and it's definitely like you know what what do you want in life right because that's what his dad asked him afterwards he's like all right Think about it for 10 minutes and give me a call back. What makes you happy in life? And when he calls him back, he's like, oh, you know, I like cooping with my friends. I like doing charity events, all this stuff. And, you know, he does that now. He put on that charity event in Manchester with Ariana Grande. I know he's done a, done a couple different ones. Right. And really, it's it's just setting your own goals, right? Yeah. A question I have for you is, you know, what what is your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal, well, I have a, a kind of shorter one and a longer one, more like a milestone that should happen if I was to ever propel in music, you know? Like, just being able to rock the crowd, like, actually see the crowd losing their mind over what you're doing, because I've grown up being that person going to all the festivals and concerts and running the crowd from in the crowd, leading those mosh pits and things like that, so being able to then take it on stage and really control the whole scene is a dream of mine I might cry <laughs> and that's okay but <laughs> the um bigger one I honestly think the writers hall of fame would really do it for me I don't really care about Grammys or things like artists of the decade like the writers hall of fame where only like one rapper who is Jay-Z is inducted in like the whole like your pen is one of the best on the planet that's what I want mm -hmm. and another question I have is you know, once you achieve that ultimate goal, like, what do you do after that? I think then that's when I turn my attention to kind of helping and giving back. Because I imagine once I've gotten there, I can do something to make a change. And I've never... Okay, so I have this thing about, like, all the new activists that you see on the internet now, which is 
it's just fine. You know, activism is cool. Speaking out is cool. But people talk about it with so much aggression, like they're actually going to make change, which kind of just kind of clouds the discussion, you know? Mm-hmm. Not to say if you don't have anything to help, don't talk, but it's a whole. Well, I just, when I actually have a place and platform to make change and reform places and create recreational centers and do all types of things like that, I actually had, used to have this one crazy dream of like really funding a hospital. Mm-hmm. and um, having not strictly minoritals, but like for the most part, like minoritals doctors who don't get a chance in certain spots and other places. And it would be not completely for free or anything, but it would be, you wouldn't get a thousand dollar bill for an ambulance ride. Yeah. You know, like, and stuff like that. But I don't talk about those things because I don't, I don't have the stuff for it. But once I do, I definitely plan on making those moves and doing stuff like that, creating businesses of some sorts, just kind of spreading out an empire, not to really take over, but to change things or set them the way they should be. Yeah, similar to, you know, what other artists do. Uh, that's definitely, like, a new take on it. But I'm pretty sure, like, J. Cole, he provides, he rents out his old home, the 2014 Forest Hill Drives home, right? I think so. He rents it out to, like, families who are in need, and he pays the rent. I think I heard that. Um, almost positive. I'd have to really go check my facts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well, like, has to. yeah, well, owns the house, but let's, like, the people live there on low rent or, like, no rent. One of the two. It's got to be one of the two. But, you know, everybody's always looking for a way to give back, and maybe that's one of the like keys to fulfillment in life, right? I feel like a lot of people are always looking for something. There's always something missing in life. And, you know, you're always searching. I think that's what really defines your next step in life. You know, what's the next thing you're searching for? Yeah, and another thing about that, I feel like there's a lot more people out there that do kind of make moves to help, but it's for the act of helping and the prestige that comes with it. And that's why there's a lot of help out there that isn't really help, you know? But I feel like no matter how much you have and people screaming at people like Jeff Bezos to, like, give away their money and stuff like that. But if it's it's not in your heart to help somebody, I don't know if you should really step in because it's probably not going to be done right. Honestly, oh, my gosh, that's such a controversial topic, bro. And. And, like, I don't even, like, I want to get into it, but I don't want to get into it. I'm not even trying to make it a thing. It's just thought. Like, (laughs) I know, but I don't know. All I got to say about it is, you know, like you said, if it's not in your heart to do it, there's no real purpose into it. And, bro, honestly, even saying that, you could get canceled nowadays. Like, damn, hey, he's, he's supporting them not to donate. He's supporting people to not be, like, forcefully take away their money, like, Vic knows me. I fucking dare somebody to try, bro. Like I don't know, bro. I'm just saying, like, a lot of people have a lot of different ideologies in life. And, yeah, you got to respect them all. But those same people who want people to respect their ideologies, you need to respect other people's ideologies. Yeah. Especially when it doesn't harm anybody else. Like, okay, I understand if it's a harmful, like, ideology that's, like, really hurting somebody. But as far as, like, money in this world, bro, like... Oh, yeah, dog. People get real hyped about their opinions. It's it's really funny. Hey, man, this happens every time. I, I like the conversation, bro. Man, it's, it's yeah, different. Man. And 
that's the that's like what the point was to have a free flowing conversation. But for me, you know what we what we talked about, you know, through text, it really resonated with me because I had recently had a similar conversation with my friend where he's like, you know, everybody's searching for something in life, you know, whether it be love, whether it be a job, whether it be something, right? And I'll get into it more in a different episode, but that really stuck with me because you know, it really does feel like people are searching out here. And I don't know, maybe everybody does have like an emptiness inside of them. As happy as you say you are, as as fulfilled as you feel you might be, you know, maybe there is something missing out there. Maybe there is something that could f- fulfill you even more. But who, who fucking knows, dude? Definitely. That's why I'm just trying to figure out all the things that fulfill those needs and... Rocking out like that, because I really just want to make enough money to provide for myself and all the people I care about. And then I know with that little extra money, I can do all my little side things that will also keep me wanting to stay alive, I guess, because people struggle with that. But, um, like, especially once they get everything they need, they kind of look around and, like, try to figure out what's next and then just sit there depressed with everything they claim to have ever wanted. And I don't want to do that. But, um... Eminem. Eminem's one. Um... (laughs) You can name a lot of artists, Justin Bieber and Lonely, um, oh, Bryson Tiller, Sad Boy, oh, Disappears, <laughs> and a lot of people don't even want fame. Like, I feel like uh, Brent, Brent Fias, he doesn't even want to be famous. Frank Ocean doesn't want to be famous. Yeah, like, I would love to be cool with, like, a smooth, real loyal, like, 100K or 200K. Like, I don't need worldwide fame. It seems pretty extra. I mean... Hey, hey, I mean, I mean, you got to take the opportunities you get, bro. Definitely wouldn't deny it if it came up on my doorstep. I'm not saying it. Hey, uh, hey, blow this video up to 100K or 200K, bro. All right. One question I got for you, bro. Ready. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? It's probably from my father. And I might not. It's probably going to be some paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly what he said right now. But what he basically told me was to... If you believe in whatever plan you're making or whatever dream you have, then really run with it. You know, like don't let anybody stop you or anybody tell you you can't do this. Like he gave me this conversation right before I went away to ISU, like years before I came to SAE. And he even told me that he was kind of cool with me. He kind of had a sense that I wasn't going to be there long. Like that was drop out, but not in like a, I wasn't capable. I'm a great student. But like I just, I had bullshit classes like they weren't working towards my major i was already feeling like it was pointless i already started looking up sae i actually visited before i even left so i had backup plans and stuff so but what he told me is to make sure that i stayed on my path and figured out who i was and what i wanted to do and to stay true to that and anyone who kind of got in the way of that or tried to knock it off or even something as simple as not agreeing with it to the point where they try to interfere with it then drop them and just keep that narrow path. So doing that has really, really kept me safe from a few situations where I don't even know if I'd still be rapping. What's the worst advice you've received? Um, The worst advice is probably just something as simple as hop in the whip real quick while we do something. Now, see, I knew these dudes. These are, you know, the the black phasos, not the, not the... Not the white ones. These were different. And I could tell I didn't like the vibe. I really didn't. So I was like, no. Nah. And I was kind of 
into that stuff a little bit, rent making runs and shit like that, but I was out of that. I was done with that. They went and um five hours later I got a collect call from one of they at <laughs> He tried robbing the wrong person. That's that's all I'm gonna say. It did, it did not go very well. It did not go very well. And I'm very happy that I stay home because I would not be here. I'm glad you're here too because yeah. hey, this is probably this uh, I got you on the top three interviews, bro. Hey, do my top three dance. Yeah, fuck you, Vic. Overthinking, bro. Like that shit's for real. And it takes a toll on your mental health. Someone I really look up to and someone I love listening t- uh to their interviews, Big Sean. Because oh, yeah. Big Sean always has some shit to say. And I never really listened to his lyrics until recently. Oh man, you're missing out. Uh that I decided album. Uh back in twenty seventeen. Man, I hated twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen was a terrible year. So that's why like I don't like listening to the album. I don't like listening to any album from that year because it just makes me think of like, damn, that shit sucked. Was that halfway off the balcony though? Yeah, man. Uh, what he says, you know, I'm hanging halfway off the balcony, overthinking because my job is way more than a salary. Mitch, that's the lyrics you chose. I didn't even see your sheet. What? That's just my song. Ah. Hey, bro, that's the point. That's the point of this podcast, bro. Man, I got a lot of points to this podcast, but, you know, connecting music, connecting music to, you know, your real life events, your real life experiences and how you feel because... Everybody goes through similar situations, and for an artist to be able to put that down, lay it down, and you know express how you feel without you even knowing, like that's that's talent, bro. It's real tough. People get real scared and stew. It's real tough. <laughs> and and that's why I said, you know, you can literally say anything in your art form, and nobody's listening. Like uh. Zane, Zane, the singer from One Direction, he literally made an album called Nobody Is Listening. And that's, you know, his first two albums, they they were considered a commercial flop because nobody's listening to them. Nobody's buying them. Although it's good content, you know, when it's not performing, it's like, damn, you know, why, why am I even fucking doing this? And that's why I made that, you know, nobody lis- is listening video because at that point you know i was getting you know my views were going lower and lower and i'm like damn nobody fucking cares so whatever it is what it is next steps in life (laughs) just keep just keep it moving man because you know it's all about consistency big sean big sean got some facts bro he be spitting and it's i don't know man you got something to say you got some insightful knowledge for us on Big Sean or just in, in general, bro. Like, you know, do your best Big Sean impression. Give, drop some wisdom. You know, I got something to say about Big Sean. Low key, the um when he first, first, first came out. I mean, like when he did the BT um, Cipher Freestyle with Good Music, and then before anybody even knew who he was, I um saw an interview where he was talking about the same things that he was talking about in one of his last albums that were kind of like maybe five or six years old where he talks about how he feel like he has a new chance to life when he started this um, rap career he'd already been rapping but when he got like famous and whatnot it felt like what he said that he'd like died before already and that this gave him a new start and i feel like a lot of people can relate to that because you can especially when you put your all into a dream or really anything it doesn't pan out it feels like a lifetime ended and you have to figure out where to restart and it kind of gave me this reassuring hope that 
no matter how long it takes, no matter how rough it feels, if you put in the work and you do it right, you can make it happen. Yeah, that's definitely a good point to end on, you know, that, you know, like you said, after you put your all into everything and it's ending, like, it feels like a new lifetime is about to start. And that's all next steps really is, you know, once you end one chapter, once you complete, you know, a degree, once you complete an album, once you complete something, right? On to the next step. Got to figure out how to re-rise like a phoenix. (laughs) From the ashes. Yeah, straight like that. Since we're going to end the show, uh, what's your piece, bro? So you know that every week we've been having the guests bring a special piece that, you know, has sentimental value to them, uh, represents them. What's yours? Yeah, so it's this um, heart chain that I have, and it's not like one of the heart shaped. It's actually shaped as in, like, the heart organ. And uh, my girl gave it to me, I want to say, about about eight, nine months ago when we, like, kind of... We had been dating, but stuff was, like, really serious, settling into, like, five, six months, things like that. And it was kind of the symbol to show how much, like, no matter what we go through, all the petty fights we have, all the stupid shit we do, like, she has my back, and she supports me in whatever I do. So I keep it on me, and if there's a period where, like, she'll be gone for a little bit or away from me at some point, she'll take this chain and actually put it around her, um rearview mirror in their car and they'll just be hanging there so it's kind of just a piece for us to stay together in a way to where even when we're not together we are and it kind of gives a little boost of confidence knowing you got that little cheerleader in the back so that's what's up bro yeah it definitely helps when you know you got your biggest fan supporting you yeah (laughs) thank you sauce thank you for coming on yeah i had fun with this one bro oh man thanks for having me this was a fucking blast it's good to see the homies again too (laughs) Hey, Sad Boy Radio. Thank you, everybody. Go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. And make sure you share this video. Yeah. Go ahead and check out my boy Sauce, too. Yeah, do that shit. Fuck Peace you, Whoa. Hey. Young little stoner. Little V-loner. Whoa. Wait. My mind rewind all the time, but I this promise I'm up. Sad Boy Radio. Okay. Understand all of it. I see my fault, so there's no blame. Niggas don't feel shit. They gon' hear this and-